0: Yeah, it's a beautiful day outside, and uh, I love this time of year because the trees are so gorgeous. They give you that fall feeling, apple, apple cider-ish feeling, you know. Um, so we want, what we want to do today is, it's the last Sunday of the month of October, which is Pastor Appreciation uh, Month, and we have I know you hate this. Uh, <laughs> we have the mother and the father of the house here today. And we just want to acknowledge them today. They probably won't stand up, even though I'm going to say, can you stand? They hate this stuff. But, <laughs> but I love them. Amen. Do you love them? Do you love them? Come on. Thank you, yes, yes. Yes. Oh. Oh. Two of my favorite people are right here. Stop that, don't listen to it, don't listen to it. <laughs> listen. These two are so humble. And so the uplifting, encouraging, loving, so just like sacrificially giving you know it just jesus just pours out of them and we have the opportunity you know we've known each other since third grade i've known past, pastor rebecca since like high school um, but outside of sundays and and you know the the office hours of tuesday and friday we get to know we get to hang out with them on on a regular basis and i'm telling you what you see up here is real it doesn't change from the pulpit to out in the parking lot to at home. It's all real, okay? The the zeal for Jesus, it's real. The love for you, it's so real. The passion to just win souls to Jesus, it's so real. And so we just wanna say thank you to you guys. We love you with all of our hearts. But do you you really know how much we love you? All right, we're not done. We're not done, because Pastor Michelle, you want to (laughs) know? We really, really,
1: really love you and appreciate you and value you. And we're so thankful for you. (laughs) (laughs) you Everybody sit
0: down, please. And we, coming out here is like so refreshing. You guys are just, when you walk in Ooh. and the worship, it just like pulls you in. And the, just man, like the presence of God and the peace. Like you feel like sometimes as pastors, are coming to minister to people and minister to Jesus first. But like the ministry that happens here, just the second that you walk in the room is so refreshing so thank you for that. Thank you for your love and your faithfulness in um, serving Jesus and serving his heart and inviting people. Like, it's just getting fuller and fuller and, and making heaven crowded together. That's our mission, right? That's our goal. So we love you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are the best.
1: Uh, did you, is it, are you done? Is that, is that it? You're not going to? I thought you were going to? No? No? Okay. Okay. Um, Thank you for that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't like that, but you know, thank you for that. It's very uncomfortable, but uh, say, uh, I don't know why anybody would not want to be a part of this family. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think my family is the funnest and the richest and uh, just have incredible uh, diversity and love that goes beyond the surface uh, to the depths of, of what's real. And you know, I, I, I stepped in the back for a second and I, I just heard the Lord say over this house that you've been born again. I mean, we've all been born again, but there's a, there's a birth that's happened that's supernatural. And, and some of us know, you know, some of us know. There is literally, you have been born again. And there is such this spirit of freedom that comes from uh, Pastors Marlon and Michelle that is so contagious. Amen? Isn't it contagious? So contagious. And I, I, I sat there and I listened to the, and participated in worship. And my heart was just f- exploding. I-, I was smiling. If you could see me from this way to that way, smiling with just like, I know the Father is pleased with, with the transformation of this, uh, this church, this body of believers. He's, the Father is pleased. Um, I wanted to say, it's interesting that um, you know, they did that to me because now I'm going to do it to Pastor Michelle. <laughs> You know you're from the right house when you just compete with one another as to how you can, how you can just bless uh, 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 one another. And we do that. We make a big deal out of blessing one another if it's, if it's our birthday. So if it's your birthday today, please stand up. We want to bless you. Amen. Hey, happy birthday. <laughs> we love you, and we celebrate you, we honor you. And, you know, you were born for, for our family. You were born for our family. And we we just cherish, you, you know, you being here with us. And we celebrate you. Uh, we celebrate anniversaries. We celebrate uh, milestones. And uh, a lot of times in ministry, you know, we have four locations and five, if you count, our online campus, uh, which is a lot of a- activity. So we do... we you know, we don't do church, but we, we have it a lot, you know what I mean? We we, <laughs> we, we have church a lot, and uh, so we probably have church more than there are days in the week if you count them all up, you know what I mean, because sometimes we, we're doing two or three things uh, a day, and a lot of times our administration doesn't uh, exactly... Match our heart uh, for, uh, for love and, and honoring. And when, when it came to Pastor Appreciation Month, now I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, I've been in the ministry now for over 25 years uh, in some form or fashion. And, and so uh, I've gotten to the point to where I just walk into my admin team's room and I say, hey, I want to. I wanna make sure that our pastors are blessed this this year. I want the first Sunday to be the Sunday that they're honored. I don't want anything to be on the calendar that day. I want that to be exclusively about them. Because every other day of the year, they're clapping for you. I'm like, we're gonna take one Sunday and we're gonna clap for them. We're gonna gonna go and we're just gonna applaud them, we're gonna celebrate them because you know Moses, it's interesting of, of spiritual leaders, um, spiritual leaders like Moses ascend the mountain of the Lord. Now if you know your Bible you know like Moses went into the dark presence of the Lord on the cloud. And the higher you get the less people go with you. Because the cost is more. You know the cost is more. The higher you go and I just want you to know that. The higher the closer you get to Jesus the less people the less support you're going to feel from people. The less clap, you're going to hear less claps, man. There's, the, you know, there's just not going to be as many people celebrating you in that moment. And, and as, as Moses goes up and as they go into the presence of the Lord, the, you know, everybody strips off and they have to go in alone. And I want you to know I've watched them go into the presence of the Lord alone. I've watched them go afraid. I've watched them go empty I 've watched them go into the presence of the Lord, confused i 've watched them go into the presence of the Lord just like god i don 't know i don 't know if i 'll make it through this i've watched them go into the presence of the Lord for your family when their family is, was in crisis and often often and i've watched them go into the presence of the Lord and you know uh, fight for the future of, of this this location, this region and I've watched, you know, I've watched them not give up when many gave up. I've watched, them, I've watched them attend meetings when only one person showed up to support them. I've watched them build life groups from nothing to, to you know, 20, 30, 40 in a room. I've watched it, but I've watched the struggle, and I want you to know uh, their character is impeccable. It's impeccable, and they're contagious. And, so So when I walked into the office and I said, "Don, I want to I want I want to I want a Grammy like <laughs> You know, I want them to get like this trophy that says like you are th- this is a stellar award, you know. And I said I said, you know, at each campus. And that was it. And I walked out of the office. Well, you know, a lot of times the translation is missing in there. And then the day that we were supposed to you know, celebrate it, I, I looked around for Pastor Michelle's Grammy and it wasn't there. And I said, what happened? And she said, and I'm not throwing anybody under the bus here, but you know, she said, hey, I, I thought you said Marlin.'" And I said, yeah, but, but Pastor Michelle. I, and I'm like, oh, oh no. You know, no. So I said, "Order one right away and get it here right away." And so today I have it, Pastor Michelle, and I want you to know.
0: <laughs> I want you to
1: know our heart. We love you. We celebrate you. And I know, you know, like, like they just did this for me, so now I'm doing it to you. But we, I, this means so much to give it to you. Uh, you know, Pastor Michelle has a full time job, and she has another full time job doing this. So she has two full time jobs. She has children. And so we honor you today. And of course, Marla, we, we honor uh, Pastor Marla as well. We love you. Here, here, Here is your trophy that didn't come to you on the day. But. <laughs> I'm. I, I, just know when it's your turn, we're going to celebrate you just as hard. I just, I don't, you know, why are we enduring all this? It's Sunday. it's a big, it's a big deal to celebrate people. So, uh, what do I need to do here? I need to receive the, the offering. Yeah, let's receive the offering for this morning. Thank you so much for continuing to support the vision of God for this region. Uh, we believe God's given us this region. You know, every time I see in the Bible, uh, especially especially in like Joshua and Judges, you know, there's this. There's. I want you to read it with me now. Every time you read it, there is this phrase that's that's common in in those two books and it's the land it's the land god they went into the land and god gave them the land and how many of you know what the land means it means cleveland it means a greater cleveland area and i just believe that god's given us the land and the land belongs to us and <laughs> it, is, it is so nice in here man it's fun in here I can see the spirit of Marlon in here, man. It's like, <laughs> me and Marlon have been hanging out since third grade. Some of you look like, is that true? Like, absolutely. And not just hanging out. We, we've been best friends since third grade. Literally best friends. And uh, that's an amazing story. Hopefully one day we'll get to share it together, maybe. I don't know. But it's an amazing story of how God brought us back together after many years. And, and uh i remember giving him a prophetic word at a gas station you know i hadn't seen him for a while and i walked up i, I know i'm gonna come back to the offering but look i walked up i i, I was driving down overland avenue in lorraine and i looked over and i saw marlon pump of gas man I, sw- I, I, I swung my my suzuki samurai i don't know what i was doing. no it wasn't a suzuki samurai something else I, I, I swung it in there and i said and, and you know i knew jesus just enough to naively give words away like candy you know what i mean and I just said, I said something about Moses, said something about Moses. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, he was involved with some, some goofy stuff. And I said, listen, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be doing this for the Lord. And Marlon looked back at me like, you, you high? <laughs> you drunk? It's, 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 it's 10 in the morning, Troy. What are you doing? You know. And I, I just got back in my truck or car and I drove away. And then Providence just, you know intersected one day in, in uh, Trader Joe's, and then I saw him again. And it was the timing of the Lord for me and the timing of the Lord for him. And, and it's just something very, very rich. And I, I don't know all of what God's doing, but, man, I know it's good. I know it's good, man. I know it's good. So I, I say that to say, you know, you're, you're at an intersection today. This is providence this is, a, this is really a heaven moment. Like this isn't by accident. There is something happening in this place. It's uh, When Jacob stumbled upon it, he said, man, this is none other than the house of God. Said, there, there's stuff moving back and forth between, from the earth to heaven. There's, there's stuff coming down. There, there's stuff going up. He's, he said, you found the house of God. You found the place of the Lord where the presence of God. You're in a place of providence. You're in a place uh, where, where God's presence it makes everything possible, amen. It makes everything possible. So, uh, I just want to encourage you: don't don't get reliant upon what you have in this season. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people of faith, they, they they're they're like they're religious, they're really religious until you start talking about their money, and and the money's not a part of the equation of their faith. They're like, no, no, preacher, stop talking about my money. But I just want you to know that your money is simply, it comes from the resource. God's the source. And if you figure that out, man, I'm telling you, once you lock into that, God's my source, my job's my resource. God's my source. And, you know, if God be your source, God can cause the earth to give you what man can't. If God be your source, He could, it ain't money you need. Jesus said this. Jesus said this when He was getting ready to leave. He said, "Hey, it's time to it's time to sell your garment and buy a sword." That, when He was getting ready to leave the earth, He said, "Hey, it's time to sell your garment because you don't need a garment. What you need is the word of the Lord for your life." He said, "You got to sell your garment and go buy a sword because you you can live in this earth you you can live in this earth without a garment." But you can't live in this world without a word from God. And, and I, want to, I want to encourage you, trust the word of God in your life more than you do everything else. You say, how do I do that? Just, just, just listen, give. There's only one place in the Bible where it says, te- where God says, test me. It's in giving. He says, go ahead, go ahead. You- go ahead and test me. Now, I wouldn't advise you to test them in any other area. Don't go out there testing God. There have been times in my life where I test the grace of God. And, you know, he's good and faithful, but it's, it, you know, I had to pay for a lot of it. You know, like it was, it was expensive, uh, but I would encourage you to test him. Just, just test him in this and see if he won't. He says this, he says this, if you'll test me here. He said, I'll open the windows of heaven and I'll pour out for you such a blessing. You won't be able to contain it. He said, I'll cause others to give right into your lap, not just a little bit, but good measure. You know, a good measure is a measure that has more than what you asked for. That's a good measure. That's what God said he, he caused men. He said, Oh, will co- cause the sinners in life to, to bless your, your, your lap. He'll say, he'll do, they'll just give it to you. They'll give you promotion. You'll walk into places with favor. He said, I'll cause the earth to give you a good measure. He said, I'll press it down. You know, when your trash is full and, and running over and your kids, your kids leave the, you know, the trash right on top. You know that? God says he'll take your blessing and, and he'll stack it up and then he'll squish it down for you. Make more room for more blessing in your life. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together. He'll shake it up for you and it'll run over in your life. That's what that's what the Bible says. Now, if you don't want to believe that, you don't have to. But I'm telling you, it's a it's a principle of God's word. A principle is a law. A law. It's not the law of Moses. It's like the law of gravity sowing and reaping is like the law of gravity if if hey, if you were to walk out on that deck and you say i'm going to jump i said say don't do it you said but i believe i can fly i said i don't care what you believe you jump off of that balcony the law of gravity is not going to catch you i mean you're going you're going to hit the ground Sowing and reaping is a law. It's just a principle. It was before, it was Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all the way through, all the way into the New Testament. uh, Jesus uh, affirmed it. He said, You do all of this and you tithe, but you don't do this. And because you don't do this, uh, none of that matters. But he affirmed it. And so I just want to encourage you to continue to trust God in your life. Trust God. Don't trust man. This is not a season to trust man. You feel that? This is not a season to trust your government. Now, I know we trusted our governors for a minute, but I'm just going to ask you to trust the word of the Lord more than you do the governments and powers and principalities of this earth. This is not a season to do that. There are things that are breaking off in the earth. That you, you, Listen, you have to focus on God right now in this season. Don't put your trust in man. Don't put your trust in that job. Don't put your trust in what, what, what your boss says. Put your trust in the word of the Lord. And if you do that... God says he's just going to make the earth bless you. Amen. So thank you so much for your faithful giving. Continue to support the vision of this region that God has for us, Church of the North Coast. We have an amazing vision that's come from God. We want to see 30,000 souls saved. 30,000 souls saved. That's not a whole lot. You know, that's about eight weeks of consecutive people bringing. In in this room, if if for about eight weeks we all brought one person to church, we'd we'd accomplish 30,000 immediately. And so I just want to encourage you to to continue to support the vision of God for this region, to see souls saved. We have another vision uh, from God for your life, and that's to see every believer a homeowner. We want to see every believer debt free. We work on it every week. We work on we work on systematically moving through our congregation making sure we're giving back and blessing our congregation. We don't just ask our congregation to tithe. We tithe back. We, we more than tithe. You know, uh, this year we'll give close to 400,000 back into our congregation. That's a that's 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 really that's really amazing. So we give back into the community of faith. And so that's the vision that God has for us, and, and thank you. So here's the ways to give. Let's, let's pray for it. Uh, Father, thank you for every seed, every giver in this room. Now, God, as we sow this seed, uh, God, we put it in the ground natural, but we expect supernatural. We expect heaven to come from it now. As we sow it in the earth, we expect heaven to come back up in our family, for our children, for our jobs. God, just promotion right now, heaven. It comes back to us looking a lot like heaven. Heaven. You said to ask for heaven, God. You said you'd make heaven come if we would live by faith. And so, God, we just expect heaven as we sow it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. 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 Take your Bible. As you give that, take your Bible, go with me. It's a pleasure to be here, and I will be done in 30 minutes, and we'll go home and, uh, or no, we're going to hang out, right? Yeah, yeah, we're going to hang out. Are the Browns playing today? Oh, well, well, Jesus, we ask that you... uh, Help the Browns. Hey, the best place for you to be for the Browns is in church. Best place. They need you here. They need you here, man. They need you here. Go to Acts 3. Uh, Acts 3. I think I want to start in verse 1. Let me get my, my glasses here because I can't see that well, not that close anymore. Acts 3. Uh, verse 1, we'll start there. Now, Peter, I, I didn't tell you all what I was preaching today because I wasn't sure till I got here, but I'm preaching on the power of possibility, the power of possibility. If you, Yeah, the power of possibility. Yeah, Acts 3, verse 1. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, and I want you to underline a couple of things here. Um, they laid him at the gate, circle of the gate, which is called beautiful. In, um, and they laid him there to ask alms from those who entered the temple. He saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, and he asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. Circle that. Look at us. And he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something. Have you come expecting to receive something today? Yeah. That's good. You should. Expecting to receive something from them. And Peter said, and here we are, verse 6 is where we wanted to land. silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And then he, he took him by the hand and he lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength and he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them walking leaping and praising God walking leaping and praising God Now I want you to know today I want you to say with me it's possible I want you to erase every every previous experience in your life is everything okay because I noticed that my wife's not here and Marlon's not here. Everything good? I, are you lying to me? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd feel better if they were back. <laughs> Anyhow. What's that? Oh, okay. Yeah, my my little my little dude's downstairs, so Where was I? It's possible. possible. Yeah, Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I want you to race everything. Thank you for helping me preach. (laughs) Some of you are like, this guy stinks. He's no good. (laughs) Bring that other guy up here. This guy's no good. (laughs) But I want you to say that to yourself because... There's, there's, there's two realms. I want you to understand there are two realms. And you're not going to accidentally walk into the realm of possibility unless you cognitively engage yourself in what's possible. Now, when I say to you, write it down, it's possible, you, you probably should like, define what it is and if I were you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't define it in, you know, I wouldn't define it in the realm of impossible, from the realm of impossibility, but I would define it from the realm of possibility. Now there are two, re- there are two, two realms that, that exist. There's this realm of impossibility over here. And then there's this realm of what's possible over here. The realm of impossible receives funding from what's natural. It, it wants child support. That's, the, that's, that's how bad the devil is. He'll cause you to live in the land of impossible. Your whole life. And, and, and if you go a little further in the text, you'll, you'll see that this man who they laid at the gate was approximately 40 years old. This dude has been living like this a long time. There's nothing like, you know, it, there's nothing like living with something a long time. And you live in it for so long that you begin to reinforce what you're living in. And, and they, he has this encounter, this moment of providence with, with two men of faith. He has this encounter with two men of providence. And when they meet him, they look at him and they say, look at me. And he looks back. And he doesn't look back the way he had To everyone else, he looks back to them expecting to receive something. He has expectation. God moves most powerfully in our limitations. I want you to know today that God moves most powerfully where you're most limited. And I want you to see that there's nothing that limits believers more than impossible situations. There's nothing that stuff you've been long standing stuff you've been dealing with for a long time. You say, I've been dealing with this situation for 40 years. All I know is impossible. All I know is dialysis. All I know is cancer. All I know is family dysfunction. All I know is pain. All I know is emotional trauma. And, 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 and the Bible tells us that this man was born this way. And, I know, and you might tell me the same way. I was born into this. That's okay. You might say, I was born this way. And I'll say, that's okay. But here's what the Bible says it's okay. Just be born again. Today you can be born. Again by faith. You can be born again by faith. And I want you to know that this realm of impossibility, it wants you to pay for it. That's how evil the devil is. He wants you to pay for the hell he's making you live in. And and, he'll call, and here's how evil he is. Let me show you how evil the devil is. He'll put you right at the gate, called beautiful, right? He'll put you in the proximity of faith, but never allow you to enter the faith as long as you rely and trust in the realm of the impossibility. He says, as long as you, as long as you put your hope and trust in, in the money to fund your thing, I can't rescue you from the thing. But the moment you, re- you move over into the realm of what's possible, it's, it's a progressive mindset that says I'm not going to allow myself to live in an impossible place. I'm not, and I'm not asking child support for it. I'm not, asking, I'm not asking for anything in this world to support my condition. I'm not giving myself excuses to live over there. I'm not, I'm not going to be a victim of over there. I'm just not living there anymore. I'm going to move over here into the realm of what's possible. And I want you to know, like I want you to know that this realm over here of impossible, Jesus don't live there. No, he doesn't. He just doesn't live there. He's not over there. Jesus lives in the realm of all things are possible to those that believe. He said, if you believe. Mark 11 says, if you believe, let me tell you, if you can believe, then all things can be possible. You said, not all things. Tell that to the man that sat there for 40 years in his condition. All things. He said, all things. And he he had one day, he had one day where he had had enough. And he looked at somebody with faith in his eyes and and they said, look at me. I'm a testimony of God's possibility. I'm a testimony of what's possible. If you just put your hope and faith and trust in Jesus, I am a testimony. Look at us. I said, just look. So there's nothing. There's nothing. Now, just imagine. Just imagine if Peter had had a little jingle in his pocket. Imagine if Peter and John had some money. They would have missed a miracle. Now, I just want you to sit on that for a minute. And I want you to understand that many times in life, when you feel like you don't have it, God says, Good good I'm glad you don't have it so now I can show myself strong in the places where you're weakest I can show I can show myself limitless where you are limited in the realms in the realms of life where you don't have it God says good I got all of it just just, I'm, I'm glad we got here To a place where you sit, where you're finally able to surrender. I don't have the answers. I don't know how. You know, that's something that we as believers got to practice more. We should just look in the mirror more and say, I don't know that answer. I don't know how it's going to happen. But I do know that Jesus knows all things. I know that he hangs the earth upon nothing. I know that all things are possible with him if I would only believe. And so I know I don't need to know the answers. I just need to know the one who does know the answers. And his name is Jesus so you can create you can create a possibility no matter how long you've been dealing with something it is possible that's what okay everybody stay with me again it's possible are you starting to believe it It's possible. It is possible, Pastor. It is possible that that thing that's been troubling me my whole life can be broken in one encounter, which is so possible today that the thing you've been struggling with, the addiction that you've you've been in and out of, God can break it today by the presence of his person. It's possible. It's possible. So you can create a possibility. And I want to talk to you real fast about four ways to create a possibility in your life. Now, I want you to know, you are either, I'm done doing something, it said. (laughs) You are either making contributions to what is possible in faith, or you're paying for a condition of disability. This is why he asked, this is how evil the devil is. He said, He looked at the man of faith and said, can you give me some money so I can support myself in the realm of impossibility? Like the enemy wants you to surrender. He wants you to give up. He just wants you to go ahead and say, I am what the doctor said I am. I don't and listen. I'm so tired of doctors. you know, like out here telling us it's over when when you know you're not a carton of milk, man. You know they don't they don't know how cells come. Like they don't, like stop putting so much trust in what they say. And and the enemy will put you in a place for for so long that he'll 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 ask he'll ask you to ask everybody else to be to sympathize with your condition. Help me support this condition that I'm in. Can you pay for me to go to go here and do this? all in the while ignoring what's possible over here in this place with Jesus. So four ways to create your own possibility. The first one. Give God what you don't have. Man, just give him what you don't have. This is what Peter did. He said, silver and gold, I don't have. But what I do have, I give to you. And what Peter had to get to is he had to surrender all of of his, he had to surrender his limitations. He had to admit to God, I I, I can't, I don't know how, but I do know the one who does. And by faith, I'll just give you what, I'll give God what I don't have so I can give you what he has. And I want to encourage you today to surrender to God all of your impossibilities. Now, that's going kind to of, I mean, like, look at me. Surrender to God all of your impossibilities. All the areas in your life where you feel the weakest, the most insecure, the most afraid. You know, all the areas in your life where you, you know you're insufficient. All the areas in your life when you know you don't have it. If we would do this, like God, this is where God works the strongest, man. I remember, like they asked me at, at one point, they said, "Troy, you got to take over the finances." I said, "Man, I don't care nothing about money, and I really don't. I don't care about it. I don't even want to talk about it. I've never. I've been broke. You know, I, I just come from nothing, and so I'm like, no, God works, and I trust God, and 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 so therefore that's that's as easy as it is. You just trust God, you know. And they said, no, we need somebody to actually do it, and and I said, I. I I don't think I'm qualified to do that. I don't think, I don't feel like I'm sufficient enough to do that. And and God forced me to do it. Now when God forced me to do it, he said, I, I don't need you to know how. I just need you to trust me. Now I'm not asking you to do something that's easy here. I know you're going to be afraid. When God says, give me your impossibilities, I know that it's a scary thing to do. I know that it's frightening. And so I walked in and like lives were hanging in the balance of this decision. Now if I mess up, lives will be ruined by this. And, and so I said, God, I don't have the wisdom. I don't know how to do this, but I trust God that you'll give me. I, know I'm impo- I live in an impossibility world when it comes to, to money, but God, I know that you live in, in the realm of all things possible. So I give it to you. And man, let me tell you what God did. God, God will make you look like a PhD. God, Now, the, the trick is don't take any credit. Like, I don't know. I'm still stupid. I have no idea. How God did it. I just know God did it, and he, he, just, he just told me what to do, and I did what he told me to do. And obedience is better than sacrifice. I'm telling you, if you'll just if you'll learn to live in this realm over here where you say, I just obey God, I know it don't make sense. And A lot of times, you, you, because the realm of possibility wants you to make it make sense. It's highly neurotic over here. It's highly neurotic. I mean, it's like, it, the, the, you know what, the realm of impossibility, you, you must be one of those. You, what, what it'll do is, she smiles, she's like, yeah, yeah, he's preaching to me right now. Because the realm of impossibility will tell you the more you worry about it, the more you can control it. And it just, it don't work like that, does it? It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like But the realm of impossibility will make you worry about stuff that has, you, it's, it's an illusion. You can't control it. The only one that can control it. You see, because the realm of the unseen is only controlled by the one uh, that lives in the realm of the unseen. So uh, we look at the things we can't see. By faith. Faith is the substance of things. Evidence of things. We, We trust in the one. We can't see the realm. We can't. See, I live in the, if I if I live by faith I live in the realm of the unseen. It doesn't make sense to my carnal man. It doesn't make sense to my condition, but the Bible says that if you would trust in the realm of the unseen all things will become possible to you. So I'm asking you today I'm asking you today to write down your impossibilities, write down your weaknesses, write down where you know you're you're deficient, where you don't have what it takes to get the job done. God's given you a dream bigger than you could ever imagine. God's put you in places bigger than you could ever dream. And, And the only way you're going to be qualified, the only way you're going to have what it takes is you're going to have to learn to live in trust of the one who does. So surrender to God your impossibilities. Number two, you got to get around possible, possibility people. You, have, you know possibility people when you hear them, when you see them. When you, Possibility people walk different than impossibility people. Possibility people. You know what possibility people will do? Possibility people will refuse to make the condition of hell more comfortable for you. <laughs> this is how you know you're hanging around with some possibility people. Because possibility people will not give you alms to support your pre-existing condition. This is responsibility. This is responsible Christianity right now. This is, this is no, I'm not going to support your dysfunction, your victimhood. I'm not going to support that. I, I, I won't give you that, but I will give you faith. You need to get around some people that will call out, that will call you out of impossibility and into possibility. I mean, these people talk different. They, they'll look at you and they'll tell you the truth. And, and you'll almost, you know what, Jesus was brilliant at this. And, and uh, my wife's mother, Pastor Tina, is brilliant at this. She's brilliant at this. And I believe that the, 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 the closer you get to Jesus, the more, the more grace he gives you to cut people and heal them all at the same time to indict them and repair them and restore them all in one moment. And you walk away from those moments. Pasatena will bust you up. And you're like, I think I got rebuked, but it felt so marvelous. I I think I was corrected, but it felt... It felt like grace and Jesus all in a sentence. I'm not sure what just happened to me, but I'm not the same. And those people are amazing. You need to get around those people. Because they're not going to give you child support for your condition. They're going to give you faith for your possibility. They're going to say, man, I know what God's doing in your life. I've seen it before you. I can see it long out on the horizon. I know where God's taking you. So I'm not going to support your limitations. I'm going to support your limitless possibilities in Jesus. So I'm calling you to be better. this This is why you're not going to sit in these pews and be comfortable just sitting there we're not here I, we're not here to tickle you we're not here to to, to, to you know to, to to just give you uh, holy ghost goosebumps we want you to win man in life we want you to win so big in life that your children's children's children are forever affected by it we want you to walk with a legacy of faith that says man i'm wealthy i'm wealthy with the things of heaven not the things of this earth. i got stuff you have no i eat stuff you have no idea you got to get around possibility people Possibility people, man. They, they. The possibility people. They stare a hole in you. I got this one sister from South Africa. Her name's Rita McPherson. She was. They will look at you and make you uncomfortable just looking at you. Just. And you're like, hey man, stop looking at me, dude. That's, you breaking all the laws of social interaction, like. And when they look at you, they. Because The reason we don't want people to look at us like this, and this is, how, this is how that man, this is how Peter and John looked at that man. This is because they're possibility people. When they looked at that man in his condition, that man knew that they could see more than he experienced. He knew. He looked at them. and He said, oh, you're not like everybody else that walked past me. You you got legacy in your pockets? You got hope in your soul? You there's something different about you. You and when they look at you, when they look at you, you are you're convicted. And convicted is this is this you know like it's this word we use to let you know like your condition does not define you. Conviction is this is this reminder from from heaven that says, man, God's taken you farther and I know I know it hurts right now but I want you to know that joy comes in the morning I want you to know that he's the bright and morning star I want you to know that even though you're in the valley of darkness of death it's just a shadow. You're not staying here. They'll look at you and they'll challenge you with their gaze and say, "Man, I know God's got something for you, and I'm not gonna let you live in the condition you've been in. I'm gonna challenge you. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna test you and I'm gonna push you and I'm gonna push you harder and I'm gonna push you harder. And and there gonna be there are gonna be moments in your life where I say, "You got it," and you're gonna feel like I don't have it. And and, you're, and I'm gonna push you out there anyway. And you're gonna just gonna be like, "Well, here it is. I I either got to do it." Or I got to stay still when I was a little boy. When I was a little boy, you know, like many, I I had the, when I was learning how to swim, I had the life jacket on. And I'm so old that my life jacket was was the white pill on the back. Anybody else know what that is? This big styrofoam round egg was on your back. Like, you would just drown this way. I don't even know. (laughs) <laughs> like, it was almost like they wanted you to drown with this thing. You know, like, your back is cool, but, you know, everything else just goes in the water. Well, I remember being so reliant on that thing. And then one day, this man, I know his name. His name was Jimmy Carroll. He took, he, he grabbed me when I was by the pool, and he threw me in the deep end. And it was time. He knew I could swim. I didn't think I could swim, but he, he had watched me. He said, I know you can swim, and he threw me. And everybody just stood around and watched this man throw me in the pool. They didn't know if I could swim or not, but guess what? I could swim. And I want you to know today, guess what? You can swim. We're here to put you in the deep end, man. Like, God, you got to get around some possibility people. Possibility people will put you in the deep end. They'll push you beyond your your fears and your limitations and your insecurity, and they'll say, I believe that you can. I remember the first time I went to TBN with Dr. Keaton, and and he he just sprung it on me as we walked in. He said, now you're going to co-host with me today. What? It was live television, TBN, live television. I'm like, no, it's live. I'm not doing live. You can sit down, we can pre-record some stuff, and I'm not doing live. He said, no, we're going to do live today, son. We're going to do live today. And I got up there, and, and, oh, man, my heart was, (laughs) what if I mess up? What if I mess up? And, man, you don't know what's in you until you're put out there. And I want you to know, you don't know what's in you yet. But possibility, you get around some possibility people, they'll put you out there. And, you know, for the worship team, man, I think it's amazing. I'm so inc- incredibly proud, but I want you to know that's not it. That's not it. There's more. There's so much more. I, you know what at one point, at one point, you know what I, th- I felt like doing? Man, you need to open these windows up. You need to open these windows up. You need to let this community hear that noise. That's the sound of joy and freedom. That's the sound of captives being set free. And, and, you know, they need to hear that. But I want you to know God's going to put you on platforms way bigger than this platform. And that, that, that's not to say that, it, you know, it illegitimizes this platform. It's just to say that there is more. And you can't ever be afraid of it. I want you to know you, you, you're going to be afraid of it, but you've got to get yourself around some people that will push you into the realm of more. There's more. There's more. There's so much more. Number three. Number three, the way to create a possibility is mindset. You gotta you gotta you gotta change the way you think. All right, your mindset. He said he said, Look. What was he saying? And Peter said, Look at us. He was saying, Focus all of your attention on god and what's possible if there's anything i, I i'm I, listen man i you don't believe me cool like that whatever but listen i promise you if you fix your mind i guarantee you i will write you a check today for it if you fix your mind if you will stop Thinking negatively about yourself. If you will stop limiting yourself in your mind, I I listen, I guarantee you, you will you will walk into realms of promotion within 365 days if you'll fix your mind. Now I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the statistic. 80% of your success is in your head, 20% is in your ability. You know what we do? We refine our ability and forget our thoughts. Now, I'm not trying to put nobody out there, but we all know people. We all know. There's some people that we all know. We watch them a lot. We watch these people, and somebody gassed them up so much that they think They belong in a realm which they clearly do not. Clearly they do not. They've been focusing so much on their ability that their mind, their ability, they think their ability is what does it. Their minds have tricked them into believing that they can do something they clearly can't do. And I want you to see that these people, they get paid lots of money. There are people out there sitting in your place because they think better than you, not because they can do it better than you. There are people sitting in your place, not because they're good, but because they have good thoughts. Because parents raised them to believe that all things are possible. Now, however you feel about Kanye is your business. But let me tell you this. Kanye's his mama told him that whatever you do, it's going to be good. This dude believes it so much that he is willing to forfeit every contract of this world and bet on himself. I wish you would just believe God so much that you would cut ties with everything else. Just say, God, I know what you said about me is the truth, and I don't care what they say. I don't care what my ability says. I just know, God, that the word of the Lord does not return void. And if you will fix your mind, if you will fix your thoughts on Christ, let me tell you something. There is no place you can't go. There is no success you can't achieve. 30,000 is a drop. In the bucket, what God wants to do with you is amazing if you will just fix your mind. That means, okay, now listen, how do you do this? How do I fix my mind? You have to pay attention to everything that goes in. You can't for one minute put trash in your mind, it is not a dumpster. Stop throwing garbage in it. Stop. It is not a trash can for you to put anything in it. You got to stop watching trash. You got to stop looking at trash. You got to stop listening to trash. You got to stop thinking like trash. You got to put only the things in your mind that benefit your future. I guarantee you. Here's, here's what I do. Here's what I do, man. Here's what I do. I, got, I, re, I have a stack of books that I read nonstop. As soon as I get down to two or three left, and I read them simultaneously, I read, I read chapter of this book, put that one, another chapter that, put that one, another chapter That that, put that one in. I got books upstairs, downstairs, middle of the room. I got books everywhere. I got books in my office. I got books on my phone. I am constantly putting in my mind the thoughts of the Lord. I listen to podcasts every day i don 't listen to stuff that, that 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 tells me my my life is limited i live in the, I listen to stuff that tells me i 'm limitless. I listen to god thoughts that tell me that you can do all things man and you start you start tr- changing your mind and here 's another thing i do i don 't let thoughts run loose in my mind if if the enemy puts a thought in my mind like like hey you know like uh you know, the crazy thoughts. You, you try to go to bed at night and they say, your, your, your kid's going to get into a car crash. Right? These are thoughts. You know what I do with those thoughts? I take them to Jesus right away. And I said, no, 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 nope, they're not. She's not. He's not. He's going to live long in this earth, satisfied to. Us. I, in my mind, I, I run every thought through that. As soon as I feel a thought come to me that, that is condemning or shame or, 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 or defeating, I immediately correct the thought. I correct the thought. I reinforce this idea that God's made me a winner, not a loser. God God's made me victorious. I never lose, man. If you, might, you might think, oh, you're losing. No, I am victorious. I, I am more than a conqueror. I don't ever lose, son. I don't ever experience losses. What you consider a loss is my promotion. Let me tell you something. And I take them captive. You've got to learn to master your thoughts. Focus. When he said look at us, what was he doing? He was saying, hey, fix all of your attention on what's possible. You know what the enemy wants you to do? Fix all of your attention on the impossible. Give Give every excuse why you can. I was born this way. I'm sick. I'm tired. I didn't sleep last night. I did, you know, whatever, whatever the excuse is, you got to fix your thoughts. Because 80% of your success is in your thoughts. Forget about your ability. I mean, don't forget about it. But because but, here's, here's, the, here's the, the nifty thing. You could never be smart enough for the realms God's taking you to. It's like, it's like what you say to God when you say, well, I'm almost there, God. Let me read one more book in college, and I'll get there. And God's like, that, that stuff ain't useful here. I mean, you need it. You need it. I'm not telling you not to go to school. Listen to me. Don't, don't hear me. Don't say that. I'm telling you, go to school. But if school is not creating the right thoughts, you better get out of there. I mean, get the training. But if the training is creating the wrong thoughts, you better get away from there. If you're, getting around, if you're around people who, who put wrong thoughts in your mind, you've got to get away from them. I don't mean not love them. I, don't mean, I mean, there are plenty of people I love, but you can't come around me. I, I don't want to hear your gossip. I don't want just, to. We're just not talking. Right? So fix your mind. 80% of your success comes from your thoughts. Fix your mind. And lastly, lastly, you have to get to the gate. And I close with this. You have to get to the gate. Here's, here's what I want you to realize. This man, for 40 years, 40 years of his life, he was placed at the entry point of the realm of what's possible. I want you to know today Jesus is the entry point of possibility. But I want you to know I want you to know this This man He was laid between two realms. He was laid every day in proximity to a miracle. Every day, they would put him at the threshold of what's possible and impossible. Every day, he was put right there at the intersection. And one day, he made a decision One day he made a decision, I'm not living over there in me. You okay, baby? You could be so close, so far away. I want you to know you're this close. I mean, you're close. But that distance, to close this distance, it's your choice. It's, stop putting that on God. God puts you, by providence, right next to a miracle man. You're here today, and God puts you it's up to you you either take advantage of being so close to to a possibility or you accept impossible you just accept it or you believe for more and it is such a violent act today like that man to defy 40 years of experience to defy it and say doesn't matter what my parents did doesn't matter where I come from, doesn't matter how tall I am, what sex I am, what color I am. All that matters is that God is the God of all things possible, and I am in his presence. And if you know that Jesus is, if you, if you feel Jesus, I want you to know, Jesus makes all things possible. He is the entry point to the realm of possibility. It's all Jesus. It's, it's nothing else. It's all Jesus. And if you sense his nearness today, I'm going I'm to beg you today to, by faith, say, I'm never going back there. And by faith, say, I'm never thinking like that. By faith, say, I'm never accepting that. By faith, say, I'm not living in that place anymore. It's a, it's a willful decision in the believer's life and I want you to know today I want you to hear me good there's only two realms that exist heaven or hell that's it that is hell and that is heaven impossible realms are hell They are hell on earth. They were not meant for you to live in them. The condition does not belong to you. The condition that Jesus came, he is the remedy for all things hell. He is all things possible. He said, I am. When they said, who are you? He said, I am. I am all things possible to those that will believe. But you got to make the decision. There's two realms. You walk out that door today. No decision is a decision. I I, I can't, I can't cut this with a side of sugar. You need to know this. This is the gospel. Jesus came to give life, life more abundantly. The devil has come to steal, kill, and destroy you. And you are either either actively contributing to one or the other. And you ultimately will surrender to one or the other. There is no middle aisle of faith. Every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to ask you a question. What realm do you want to live in? All things possible. With a condition of hell. I pray for every person in this room who's making a decision right now. Come on, right there with your head bowed. Make the decision. If if you're here today and you say, I want heaven I want heaven forever. I want heaven when I get there. I want heaven while I live here. If that's you, pray this prayer with me, Lord Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. I repent. Make me brand new take my life do the impossible with it do the impossible with it God I give it to you when I fail I won't go back but I'll run back to you every time when I fail i come running right back to you I refuse to live over there I want to live with you today and forever, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Come on, give Jesus a great big hand today. We're all going to stand to our feet as we close today. I want you to know we love you. We're praying for you. I know we can't, we don't get out here as much as we would like to, but I'm so excited uh, to see what God's doing here today. If you, uh, if you need prayer today, altar ministers are going to come to the front. We have some pastors that would like to pray for you. If you gave your heart to Jesus today, we want to pray for you specifically. Or if you need, uh, if you have a prayer request, maybe you're going through something or, or perhaps you need a word from God, we'd like to pray for you before you leave. We want you to know we continue to pray for you and lift you up. We love you. Live right. Love everybody. Pray hard. What does Marlon say? What does Pastor Marlon. Marlon, what do you say? What's that expression? Marlon, what's that expression? Hey, I like that. God bless you. God bless you as you go.